shut up and dribble. Tell you something about LeBron. This nigga was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 17 years old and exceeded every expectation that they had for him. This business is treacherous. This is a good guy, LeBron. He's a family man and this, that, and the other. He, he, he didn't let anyone down. He didn't let anyone down. Came back to Ohio, won us a championship, and then was like, I'm gonna move to LA. And everyone in Ohio was like, nigga, we, we, we understand. <laughs> it's a good man, LeBron James. This bitch told my friend to shut up and dribble. My friend is the best at something, and this bitch is not the best at anything. She's a regular ass white bitch with a, with a platform. And I use the word bitch all the time because this is black. Watch one shooting after another. Eric Garner in New York, the first guy that told the police, I can't breathe. Eric Garner was selling loose cigarettes in Staten Island. When my kid was, being, when my kid was born, my first son, my, my wife lived in Staten Island. It's an awful place. Uh, she knows it. Everyone, everyone who's ever been there knows it. Yuck to Staten Island. And my black ass would go there, and I got a lot of fans there and friends there, but this is a very terrible place. Fuck everybody in Staten Island except the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> got murdered by one police officer while five of his fellow officers watched him do it. Not one of them said, Frank, Frank, take it easy, none of that shit, because they were being recorded. Because they were afraid if I correct my fellow officer on this camera, it's gonna open us up for some kind of liability. And the guy killed the person that they were, uh, uh, what, what do you call it, apprehending? The guy was selling loose cigarettes. There goes Eric Garner. And then we have one after the other. Trayvon Martin gets murdered by just a regular nigga that George Zimmerman is nobody. George Zimmerman is an awful human being. Threatened Beyonce's life, he threatened Jay-Z's life. He signed Skittle bags because Trayvon Martin had Skittles on him when he was murdered by George Zimmerman. Boy, how do we feel? How do we feel right now? This kid was 15 years old being followed by a grown man with a gun and whooped his monkey ass. He beat the shit out of George Zimmerman and George Zimmerman murdered him. We were very upset. This kid looked eerily like the president. He looked like my own children. I, I hate George Zimmerman as an idea, not as a guy. I've never met him. I'm sure I would though. Hit streets. We got the marching. Dylan Roof. Dylan Roof killed eight people in a church in Charleston, South Carolina. He prayed with them first, and then he shot them at point blank range. Goes on and on. And then one weekend, a law abiding citizen right here in Beaver Creek. It's murder. The cop that murdered John Crawford pulled me over the night before and let me off with a warning. And the next day, 
kills a kid. He says, drop the weapon, bang, bang, bang. This kid didn't even have enough time to register that he was the one being spoke to. This is our hometown. It happened right here. I was very proud to be your neighbor. I love the way you guys hit those streets. He said his name and tried to make sure everyone remembered him, but he got lost in the sauce. And this guy, John Crawford, was a saint. He was there buying shit so him and his kids could make s'mores. But Michael Brown got shot the same week, and Michael Brown became the story. And then, am I boring you? Well then, right back in Minneapolis, there's Philando Castile, a law-abiding citizen who was a registered gun carrier who was trying to show the police the paperwork for his registered weapon and was murdered in front of his wife and his child. And then, right in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, just two days later, it happens again. And what do you think's gonna happen? Three days later, nine cops get murdered in Dallas at a Black Lives Matter rally. Wow, I'll never forget it. It was the first time I ever thought, I gotta get my family the fuck out of this place. These niggas will never understand. I'm tired of explaining to these people something that's so goddamn obvious. The guy that killed those nine cops just like Chris Dorner before him, was from our military. And then right after he did it, another four cops were shot dead in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Again, a black man that served in our military. What are they doing? Why would our guys do that? Black people from the military? Because they believe, just like they did when they were joining the fucking military, that they were fighting acts of terror. These are our people. These are our countrymen. If I were white and saw one of these men get murdered and I was in the NRA, why wouldn't I stand up for them? A, a, a card-carrying legal gun owner that gets murdered in cold blood because he's black. That's why they don't give a fuck. There's only one time the NRA ever supported an assault weapon ban. You know when it was? It was when the Black Panthers stormed the state capitol with assault rifles in California. Candace Owen, that rotten bitch. She's the worst. I can't think of a worse way to make money. She's the most articulate idiot I've ever seen in my fucking life. She's so articulate, she tell you how fucking stupid she is precisely. And she told George Floyd's rap record on the internet. Oh, he was uh, this, he did that, and he was, he's a drug addict, and he's not a hero, and why does the black community make him a hero? Why do you choose him as a hero? We didn't choose him, you did. They killed him, and that wasn't right, so he's the guy. We're not desperate for heroes in the black community. Any nigga that survives this nightmare is my goddamned hero. This is not funny at all. 
I got some pussy jokes too I could do, but I just really just. Slavery is a really wild concept. Uh, it's some weird shit. The night that those nine police officers were killed felt like the end of the world. And the only reason that it wasn't the end of the world, in my opinion, is because at the very same time that was happening, Kobe Bryant was playing his last game as an L.A. Laker. And as scary as all that shit was, I kept flipping back to see if Kobe would drop 60. And he did. Oh, and he did. And vaguely in the back of my mind, I remember the idiot ass bitch telling somebody to shut up and dribble. And I watched this nigga dribbling and saving this goddamn country from itself. I loved Kobe Bryant. He died the night, the day I won a Grammy, he died. That's why I didn't show up at the Grammys, because Kobe died. They had both of his fucking jersey numbers hanging up, 824. Well, that's my birthday. I cried like a baby. So here's what I said on Saturday Night Live that I've got completely wrong. At the end of my set, I talked about how few black people were invited to the White House, how Frederick Douglass was the first, and that it didn't happen again till Roosevelt. But that was wrong. It happened one other time before that. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson received a delegation of African Americans at the White House. They were from South Carolina. There was a man who was lynched for a $30 dispute at a grain elevator, and they killed him because the nigga was rich, and they hated him for being more wealthy than they were, and they murdered him. And the people in South Carolina said, fuck that, and they went via the governor of South Carolina. It was a black delegation that was facilitated to meet with Woodrow Wilson. That delegation was led by the AME Bishop, William David Chappelle. It's where I get my name. It was my great-grandfather, who was a slave when he was born. These things are not old. This is not a long time ago. It's today. It's today. That man's wife was the woman that my father called on on his deathbed. And they were slaves. Are you out of your fucking mind if you can't see that? And these niggas say, why isn't David Chappelle saying anything? Because David Chappelle understands what the fuck he is seeing. And these streets will speak for themselves whether I'm alive or dead. I trust you guys. I love you guys. We'll keep this space open. This is the last stronghold for civil discourse. After this shit, it's just rat a tat tat a tat 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 tat. I love you very much. Thank you for being here. Good night. Hey, you wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak. Nobody get choked.
like this is the first concert in North America, so like it or not, that's what it is. And it's kind of true. It's like, wow, the first actual show that's happened since lockdown was Dave Chappelle doing this very social distanced, everyone gets their temperature shake it, yeah. taken, and he's like, I'm just going to speak some real shit. Like, those weren't ha-ha-has. Those were like, oh, oh <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, whoa. Well, and, it, and that's the question is that as as comedians, as the Shakespearean fool, is it our job to say the emperor has no clothes? I mean, is that I just mixed a bunch of metaphors together. But <laughs> isn't that isn't that what we're supposed to do is turn an eye, turn the lens on to what's happening in our society and somehow illuminate that in a new way? Yeah. Like uh, when we were watching Stephen Colbert, like that's exactly what I was thinking was like, here's a court gesture. Mm-hmm. You know, like making fun of the president, but yeah. he's allowed because he does it in a funny way. And Right. Well, it's that old the emperor has no clothes story that everyone's afraid to tell them that that he doesn't. That, that, but, cause, but he's so stupid that anyways, it's good. It's a good story. And the child finally comes in and says, you're not wearing any clothes. And everyone's like, oh, oops. Anyway, emperor, what's I'm wondering what our emperor is doing. Emperor Trump. Is he still in his bunker? I I don't have any. I honestly don't know what's happening right now. I don't know what's happening in the news. I haven't been paying attention to anything really except what's happening at Mutiny Radio. I have no idea. If there's people, there was a bar, Homestead was open last night, and people were on the street just drinking outside the bar. Okay, that's what we're doing now? Like, so wow. And I, I don't. I don't know. I do. I, I believe I believe in the second wave because my friend's a doctor and she's like, hey, everybody chill out. We're not. Everything isn't open now. It's it's but then again. Is it? I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't have any answers. I have no answers. I do think Kelvin Gann is Iceman Zero is badass. And yeah, um, is he coming in? Is he coming in to socially distance? He can yeah. socially distance out there. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, mic one. Yeah, come in. We can put you on that mic right there. Oh, you, he's, he says he's good. He doesn't. Have you written any new stuff? Of course he has. Of course. Yes, you want to tell us in that microphone right there? I, I've, I've written a bunch of new stuff. Hell yeah, I write stuff all the time. Sweet. So you have a bunch of new jokes and stuff. I do. That's great. Tell us one. Yeah. It's still a work in progress. Oh, okay. Gotta, okay, okay. But that I, was a good one. I, I do have a lot of huh. premise, though. I mean, just the other day, I was, like, thinking about, like, hey, like, if you look at, like, traditionally, like, you know, if, like, black men dance in the streets, you know, they get chokeholded and shot at. But if you're white and you're an executive like Bill Gates, you can dance and immediately your stock goes up. Same thing with (laughs) Elon Musk, right? Like, during COVID, you know, Tesla stock went past the thousand, right? Oh, that's good to know. I have stock in Tesla. And, and like, what did he do? He, He just... He just but, sent people to space on one of his Falcon 9 rockets. He, he did, he did. But he also, you know, did, like, this weird dance in Shanghai to, like, appease the Chinese investors. So that's... Wow. That's cool. Really? Wow. I didn't hear about that. Uh, yeah, it's did. the old Lionel Richie song, Dancing in the Streets. Dancing in the Streets. No, no, that's not the song. Oh. It's, uh... That's the one I thought dancing, of, too. I was uh, like, that's a Lionel Richie song. I'm trying to remember how it you goes. You mean Dancing on the Ceiling? Oh, no, there's a Dancing on the Streets song. Dancing on the ceiling. Not that's, not the, that's a different everybody one. was dancing, dancing on the street. That song. I now I don't now I can't think of it. I'm oh sorry. Geez. I ruined, it. I ruined oh everything. <laughs> I ruined it all. But uh, yeah, 
So that's a good premise. If a black guy dances, he gets shot. White guy dances, his stock goes up. It almost rhymes. That's lovely. <laughs> Any other creative endeavors that you're working on? Um, no, I've just been doing a lot of writing, thinking about the things I want to write about, doing a lot of writing. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Uh, Outlines. Uh, Mick Jagger and David Bowie did a super homoerotic video of Dancing in the that's Streets. That's the one I'm thinking of. That. Oh, that's the one you're that's thinking That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, and then geez. Lionel Richie has Dancing on the Ceiling. Dancing like, on the Ceiling. Be, but it, was, it was Dancing in the Street. With David Bowie and um, the Rolling Stones guy. Yeah, I don't think they they were the original. I'm pretty sure that was Martha and the Vandellas. Sweet. But yeah, a lot of people have covered that song. But the one, like Mick Jagger and David Bowie, they just get so homoerotic. It's like they've touched wieners. Like it you was of the tell. time, and they were exciting, <laughs> experimental isn't artists. That what, isn't that what space docking is? When you take the... To you oh take yeah. the uncircumcised penis yeah. and you put it over Aye. the Aye. top and of yeah, there. Yeah, just like jack them off together. Right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's like space docking. I used to think that space docking meant that you did a doopy in a girl's hoo ha, but that is Whoa. not what that is because oh. that's terrible. I, that was what I was originally told, but it meant. What? But then I learned, nay, someone was just messing with me. I had a a gay friend. Just one because I hate faggots. You all oh, know that. Um, God. Oh, right, Nathan Lowe. <laughs> or Nathan Lowe suddenly embodying the body of Rachel Pinson. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm a queer woman with lesbian parents. But no, um, yeah, one faggot friend I had. Where, where was I? I can say faggot because my moms are gay. That's how it works, right? I think that's how uh, it works. It's fine. So, <laughs> hey, speech. Hey, okay. So, uh, yeah, he, he was like, I, he, he was gay, and he was like, I don't like anal. I'm like, well, do you just do blowjobs? And he's like, no, what I like to do is you stick one dick and you put another dick, like, together, kind of like a... Like a tower, like an Eiffel like Tower? A, like an Eiffel Tower together, and you just jack them both off. And I was like, I didn't even <laughs> think that people could do that. Like, I never thought of it because I don't have a dick, you know? Right, right. So just touching dicks and, like, yeah. jacking them off together. I'm... I guess that's the uncircumcised no, version. Me, this is making me kind of feel tingly downstairs. <laughs> I'm getting dizzy. Uh, so, so, so it's basically like a finger trap, but for dicks. Well, no, that's more like the docking thing with the circumcision. Uh, but you know, you just like, put them next to each other, and then yeah, because then your dicks are touching, and then there's a hand touching the. I can go back to talking about how much I hate faggots if it makes so you feel more this comfortable. One time, this, I this, suppose, I this suppose. one time I was living with my friend and her roommate was a porn uh, editor. And so he had all these computers and he yelled one day from the other room. He said, Pam, you want to see the grossest thing you ever saw? And I was like, well, since you put it that way, absolutely. And so I went into his room and he had um, a pre-op, a, a semi-op um, transitioning uh, male to female. So boobs on top, great bod, but then a, a dick. And nice. Right. And I was like, okay, that wasn't the weird or gross part, but it was that there were two kneeling little, um, not boys, but young, young men, not illegal. Boy. I don't want to say boys. And so he was like slap, they had their mouths open and, he, and she, they, they were slapping these boys in the face with their dick and their mouths were open and there was kind of spit flying everywhere and everyone was enjoying themselves and having a good time. And I was like, I didn't know 
that you could do that with a dick. I didn't know you were supposed to or it was enjoyable for anyone. But uh, they all seemed to be having a really good time. And then I was like, I like looked at my buddy and I'm like, why is this the grossest thing ever? This isn't the weirdest or strangest thing. I, I mean, I've never thought of it, but I wasn't like horrified like in any way. I was like, well, that's interesting, actually. So. I definitely have hooked up with a guy that liked to take his dick and slap me in the face with it. I think it was more like of a power move. Oh. And I was like, okay, whatever, ma'am. Yeah, I guess. There's no joke there. There's no joke there. (laughs) It's just, I'm just reminiscing. People keep talking about, um, you know, they want to start strapping up, strapping on. Uh, I know they're talking about guns, but yeah, I've always wanted to strap on dick. I think that would be a lot of fun to um, peg peg anyone. Yeah, anyone. Yeah. With like my stunt dick. I think that would be fun. The The first sexual dream I ever had was me with a dick having sex with myself. I think I was like 10 and it was my first. That's how much Pam loves like, herself. I know, right? Wow. So it was me with a dick having sex with myself. Nice. And I was just like. Just the way you like it. Just, well, it was, it was, I mean, I guess it was my first, my first trans moment where I was like, gee, I'd love to have a, I'd love to have a dick. I mean, I like being I've a I've always girl, wanted to write my name in the snow. It's really hard. Right. When you have a vagina. Yeah. Well, I've always wanted to pee wherever I wanted to pee. Like. It's very, I always find it very, I mean, I can, sort of, but I think that it's just one of those really cool things that guys can just I always have daydreams of, like, running into my future self, and he'll, like, relay some vital information, and then we'll just hang out. I don't know what we do. Maybe Is arcades. this a time travel, you, you time travel? Probably play your yourself. favorite games together. Yeah, yeah. Space docking. <laughs> I'm circumcised. Oh. Is, now, is that gay or masturbation? If it's your, if it's your, uh, if it's oh. your future it's self, double masturbation. Mm. It's triple oh, co co masturbation. Oh. I lived with a in a house full of like transgender people, like in Ohio, where it's not you know not as acceptable as it is here. And um, I got in this conversation with one one of my roommates, and they're they're bisexual. Uh, female to male transition and they're like yeah i always put stra- uh, condoms on my strap on like oh for the different you know because you don't want to you know get different girls he's like girls no i don't use the strap on for the girls i use my fingers and my hands on the women i love the women the strap on is to fuck guys in the ass and i was like whoa cool what an interesting sexuality yeah whoa. yeah well i always wanted to and um, safe. I always wanted to have um, do that with my ex-husband. I wanted to try that out, but I didn't know how to ask that, and so we never burgeoned that. That wasn't a, anything we ever tried, even though I kind of thought at the time I would like that. Yeah, there's a lot of guys out there that like ass play, but they're not gay, and they would love to have a woman peg them. Yeah, I hear that it's actually pleasurable for a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I tried to save my marriage with anal sex. So it's really great that my ex-husband had a small penis because it would have hurt a lot. I mean, it didn't didn't feel great with the small penis either. Yeah. It's like it was like one of those things where, well, and that's not supposed to happen, like kind of thing. Mm. It's like, oh, there's this is all right. Well, it's not like I didn't cry or anything, anal but I didn't like it. Doesn't save marriages. That's the lesson I'm learning. Right. Well, and if just as a pro tip for all the men out there if 
you're in a long-term relationship with a woman and you've never done anal and she starts asking or offering it up, she's going to break up with you. This is like the last ditch effort to save. Yeah, it's like anal and then an open relationship and, and then, then a baby. And then yeah. Oh, what about a dog? Oh, Where's the dog? No, no, dogs are like real and and um dogs are like what whoa. you do in the beginning. Dogs are too real. No, dogs are dogs are good. Dogs don't help relationships because you actually have a relationship with the dog. So yeah. each person has I mean, it's not. And then you end up with joint custody of your dog. What about a baby? A baby. No, no, will babies are easily abandoned. No, no, that's silly. Babies, uh, dogs are way better than babies. Babies can easily people abandon babies so much more easily than dogs. I think. Um, at least I love your joke. Do your joke. Do your joke about um, how you get men to not pay attention to you. Oh, yeah. If I want to get men to leave me alone, all I have to do is let them get me pregnant and then they never talk to me again it's great (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but a reason a dog doesn't get abandoned is because we don't strap it into a car seat and it doesn't like jump into the front seat when we're done driving you know if that's the kind of uh, you know uh, abandonment you're talking about do you want a baby is that is that what you're I've saying? I've wanted a child since I was in sixth grade. Really? Sixth. A tiny it's unnatural. little pancake? Unnatural. It's not unnatural. Lots of people want to have a baby. family. But I always knew it was going to be a hardship. It's always going to be, um, you know, something I, I could never fully Pancake in his little flapjack. Oh, Flapjack. That would be yeah. so cute, a little baby Flapjack. Oh, you should get a dog and name him Flapjack. Uh, what breed? A tiny dog. I think maybe uh, a no, mutt. I would say a mutt. Tiny but a dog. fluffy mutt, like a Pomeranian type, like Chow Chow, fluffy. Have you ever seen a Pomeranian mixed with a husky? They're so cute. Fluffy, they're fluffy, like, fluffy, like fluffer nutters. Like fluffy huskies. Yeah, fluffer nutter, fluffer butter. Mm. Yeah, I Flapjack. Get- I want a dog that looks like a wolf. As long as you name him Flapjack, I'm fine. <laughs> you, get, you should get a dog if you want a kid. They're easier to take care of. I'm gonna capture a wolf and domesticate it. He wants that to capture. Easy at all. He wants to trap a woman in a relationship by having a baby. I get it. I get it. We've all been there. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want at all. Oh, okay. I I would never be ready for a baby. That's why. No one ever is. No, no and and we can't. We it takes a village, right? Yeah, that's why I like about rainbow gatherings. And the thing is, there's not a problem with the population size or the growth. It's that the demand that every person would eventually have and the resources do not, you know, we don't have them. We don't have Oh, so you don't want to have kids because you're trying to save the environment. I see. It's like the most fina- financially unstable people are the ones that have the most babies. It's true. So uh, just let the government take care of it, you know? Like, look, I, I was raised by no, government no, assistance. I turned off the worst. No, I gotta, stop, stop. I got to no. tell you. Oh, okay, you got some conservative viewpoints over here. All right, I Don't get Don't let you. the government do anything for you. This, <laughs> my, my eggs are in their last stand, um, and um, I'm, you know, starting menopause, but I still, I'm still having my period, and I'm still ovulating, just not as much. And my body is screaming for a baby. It's like, have sex all the time. Have a baby. Have one. Why aren't you having one? This is it. Have a baby. It's time. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I was 
I think that would be the most selfish thing that I could possibly do because I would be asking, I would be asking society to give me the money to raise my kid. And I'd be a terrible parent. I don't want to take it to school. Oh my God, it just homeschooling would be so much easier, wouldn't it? Like then dealing with all those dumb teachers and all of their, oh, you don't vaccinate. Oh, you can't afford a doctor. People who procreate need a sufficient support system to take care of and and properly raise a child with ethics and morality and oh no that doesn't matter at all none of that has that has none of that has any bearing upon it's all like just trying to keep the damn thing alive with food and water and shelter and clothing we've been doing that and we have cops killing children in the street so do you think what? that the cops that, were the unwanted children that, that like nobody a, wanted to be around? I'm confused at the logic. Yes. I think yes. there's a fallacy in the logic. So if... Like, I don't think having babies is making cops kill people in the street. I mean, the fact that those people used to be babies, maybe, is like the only correlation. But I don't think having a baby is going to make riots start that cops are going to tear gas people. Well, this is, a, this is a fun premise to go down. So let's say that I do get pregnant and i'm 46 Pancakes and a half the baby or dad and i, I have it. it's, yep. i'm like 46 and a half and i have this baby okay and i don't have any money because i don't and there's medical or you know whatever uh and then i don't i don't have time to pay attention to it because i'm here all the time and it, it you know we blow pot smoke in his face all the time something something you know <laughs> whatever and so then it does become a cop because it it wants to it's so upset about the way it was raised <laughs> and that you know it becomes so straight edge the lack of discipline it needs to control it others it need, because it can't control itself because it feels so out of control absolutely and it's it's just it's been around so many drugs for so long that it just goes the opposite direction it's like my mom's parents were smokers and so she never she was so adamantly not a non-smoker and was so like freaked out about when I started smoking in college and um but that's because with the way she was raised, it was constantly cigarette smoke everywhere around her. So she yeah. hated it. And I think the same thing would happen if I had a cop, if I had a baby, it'd become a cop baby. I know. It'd be a little snitch, a dry snitch on everybody. It'd be the I know worst. Someone. Rachel brought weed to the station. <laughs> it's gonna be like. But I think if you take it into like perspective, right? Like if you look at like the population. If you look at the population of the United States, we only have 347 million people, opposed to like China and India that each have like, you know, a billion plus, right? I think if you take it into that perspective with people that are saying that like, hey, like I can't afford this kid and I feel bad about, you know, letting the government take care of it and stuff like that. That's not really like even if like the government decided to take care of like all of these kids, it is still a significantly less amount than the amount that we spend bombing like other countries. Wow. Right? Sure. Oh, yeah, interesting. Sure. So so like I don't think that huh. the people that huh. are saying things like, hey, like this is like so much. Like, you know, we're spending so much on welfare and like stuff like that, right? Like we that- only spend like, I don't know, like what, sixteen percent of our federal budget on welfare and food stamps. So that like, was kind of a <coughs> when I when I when I got government assistance and first got food stamps, I was thinking, like, well, this is money that they're using to feed me instead of bombing other people. That's correct. Yeah. And what's wrong? Here's the thing. I think everyone should have access to food stamps. If you have enough money and you don't want to use them, good stuff. But everyone should have access to food. I don't understand 
how we don't. You're a, you're a socialist. I'm a you're Marxist. A, well, well, so it's not necessarily about like socialism, right? Like, so I've been spending a lot of my time watching like Ben Shapiro and like, you know, Chank, and like they they are like different viewpoints, right? But like the thing that gets me the most is that when we talk about healthcare, right? We talk about like so one of the main arguments that a lot of like conservative people have is that hey, like you know, we don't want government-funded healthcare because everybody would be paying more from their paycheck, and then you won't be able to save up enough money if you actually needed an expensive surgery, huh. right? But the thing is that, like, can you even survive to the point that you need an expensive surgery? Like, huh. that's yeah. kind of the point, right? Like, that I don't agree with, like, a lot of what the conservative people are saying, right? Right, well, and it's how much... The more we invest in medicine for our people, the more it's preemptive. That's the wrong word. Um, when you preventive, it's like preventive. preventive care. Yeah, when yeah. you keep people healthy and you keep them in shape and you take care of them, they're less likely to have diabetes and and you know there's well there's two kinds of diseases. There's the kind that are like that actually affect your body or whatever, but then there's the ones that are experiential, and then we have all these mental health problems, and then there are preventable if you invest in mental health. And right, but I think the point that like I'm trying to make is that if you, even if you like look at like life expectancy, right, the U.S. average is out at like 80 or like maybe like 79 or something like that. But if you look at like other countries, like for example, like Japan and stuff like that, people still can't afford these very expensive surgeries, and they don't even have like the means to perform these expensive surgeries like on cancer and stuff like that, right? But they still live, like their average life expectancy is like 87 to like 89, huh. which is like 10, like if you look at it, it's like 10 years more than like, than what you would have in the US. And I think that that is, if we studied people's diets, we could easily see why, you know, the Japanese live longer because they eat fish and rice and really good stuff. Right. Like they and don't eat gross corn syrup. Right. Crap. Here in America, like, you know, when you have a family of six and you only have 12 bucks, you can get everyone a cheeseburger, but you can't get everyone enough salad to fill them. That's absolutely true. You can right. go to McDonald's for $12. You make it so easy to be fat. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, so including tax or whatever, for $12, you can get 11 items on the dollar menu. Or right now they have that deal with you buy the one thing and you get another one for a dollar. But that, if that's all you can afford, but and that's the thing we don't make food. We have we make food deserts. We don't have we don't have food accessible to people in certain neighborhoods. They only have fast food. We're not teaching kids to cook anymore. I watched this crazy show where Jamie Oliver went in with all these kids, and he was in like Ohio or some shit like that or Mississippi, and he had all of these vegetables, and he was asking the kids what the vegetables were called, and they were like seven, seven years old, like first grade, second grade, something like that. They had no idea what an eggplant was, a zucchini. Broccoli, they didn't know what these things were, hmm. like holding up vegetables, and they were like, uh, I don't know. Right. And then he showed he showed them how chicken nuggets are made, because they take this is fantastic. They take the chicken carcasses after they skin off the breasts and put them into the little plastic thing, and take off the wings and freeze them and do whatever, and they take off the legs and sell. Okay, they take the carcasses and then they put them into these big huge blenders. And they blend them up. And then they smoosh them through strainers that are really fine mesh strainers to take out all the bone particles. So that in chicken nuggets, you actually have like all the marrow from the chicken and all the meat that's wow, in between. delicious when you say that. Right? Well, okay, so like mm. when you have the breastbone, it's like all that meat that's in between those little ribs 
that's what chicken nuggets are made out of. And so they zoom, zoom, zoom it all up, and then they press it through these strainers, and they make it into a meat paste, and then they stick it in the little thing, da, 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 and then they bread it and deep fry it and freeze it, and then they deep fry it again, and that's a chicken nugget. Anyways, nice. and the kids, so they show with my sauce, my corn syrup sauce, with my corn mm. syrup sauce. I want to dip my chicken particulate into some corn syrup. And they used to have real honey, and now they don't anymore because it's too expensive. Now you can get twenty chicken nuggets for five bucks. It's crazy. And Best. but the, like now they're like, hey, like we use like a hundred percent white meat. So I'm just like, what? Like how? Like how did you lower the price? And use better meat. Like, I don't... Uh, like, <laughs> well, how does that is, work? So that's the thing. It's white meat because it comes from the carcass oh, of the chicken. Oh, I see, I see. And so that's the only meat... Oh, because they cut off the wings. Because they... Well, the wings are technically white meat. It's the legs and the thighs that are dark Oh, meat. yeah, okay. Because... And the reason it's... The only reason is that a chicken stands up like that and there's blood in their legs and they're moving their legs. So there's more, like, muscle twitch fibers that have blood going through them. So the meat is darker just because it has more blood flow for the entire life of the chicken because chickens don't fly. If a chicken flew like a like a duck, then its wings would be dark meat as well because it's like oh. using them flying, there's lots of blood going through it and everything. Chickens are running around. La 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 la. Same thing with turkeys. Turkeys don't fly. I don't think I've ever had goose before. Ah. Goose is some good stuff. Yeah. Goose is like real good. I, re- I have duck, but yeah, goose. Duck fat. Duck fat's so good. I and love duck so fat, yeah. And any of your stir fries. Yeah. <laughs> duck well, fat What biscuits. is goose like? What, how does it compare to other poultry? This is an open question for anyone who's eaten goose. Oh, so like basically, so growing up in Taiwan, right? Like we have a lot of food stalls and goose is like one of the main like delicacies, right? Like you can go to like, like a goose meat vendor like a goose like they'll just like chop it up for you and then like you basically eat it with like some ginger sauce and you have a beer with it and you have conversation and stuff like that so the the texture of goose meat is a little bit tougher um it is very lean um there isn't really like like there isn't really like it doesn't taste like chicken in the sense that like chicken has like more i guess like flavor and less texture um goose is like a lot of like more texture and it's like a very like kind of like clean taste if that makes sense clean yeah like so turkey would be going the opposite way of chicken because it has more flavor yes so it is definitely like not as flavorful as turkey Uh oh and turkey meat is generally like a little bit more looser depending on like how you cook it. Right. Goose meat is like more tough. Like you generally don't eat like large like slices of it. You would eat like kind of like more around like the rib cage area where you can actually like bite the meat off the bone. Huh. I wonder if it's cuz gooses are so angry that it makes their meat tougher. Cuz <laughs> gooses are mean. Gooses are hella mean. Yeah. My my mom used to my mom and dad used to live on a golf course and uh, there were there were geese that the attack geese, and they were awful. And they they lived on the seventh they lived on the seventeenth green. And you'd go out at night, and if the geese were out, my parents would be like, "Don't be out there." They kind of like they'll attack you, they'll bite at you. Like but they deserve to be. Like like yeah. chickens and ducks. Sometimes I feel bad for like eating them, but like 
geese, I'm just like, yo, fuck you. I'm going to eat you, like, for sure. Yeah. That goose would eat you if it could. Yeah, it <laughs> tries to. What's it wants to. What's the difference between a goose and a swan? Hmm. I think it's, like, different types of bird, maybe. Like, swans are white. There's I black swans there, too. Different. The trumpeter swan. That was a book I used to love as a child, The Trumpeter Swan. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Ugly Duckling. No, 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 no. But that, too. I mean, I like I like that story quite a bit. It's like, don't worry. You're just a different animal. You just don't belong here, but you're beautiful somewhere else. Go, oh, yeah, go. You're beautiful. So someone else will appreciate you. Don't worry. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> but someone else will. It'll be like, fine. Like, we're into ducks, and you're not. <laughs> I haven't seen a baby duck in a long time. I love baby ducks. They're just so cute. So, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, go ahead. I'm looking it up, swans have all white wings with long, slender necks, while <laughs> goose have black primary feathers and a shorter neck. Ah, and that's the main difference. Right, yeah. Sorry. When, when you take a closer mean? look. I've never been close to swans. When you take a closer look, each swan is different than the other. And although people say snow geese look just like swans, they really are quite different. Well, because they're all different from each other anyways. Yes. There's no twin swans is what they're saying. There's no twin swans. No twin swans. Unless your last name was Swan and you were a twin. Yeah. It, well, it may be a prophecy happening if you see twin swans. Then f- and they're both red. But Jesus. You know, <laughs> oh, oh, all swans Mary, look alike to me. How can all swans look different if they all look alike? It's the same thing as pigeons. I mean, so there's ginger pigeons and there's gray pigeons. Pigeons are so vastly different from one another. They have so many different marks. I stare at pigeons a lot. So, you know, they have like the, the green purple necks and then sometimes they're speckly and sometimes they're like, they're vi- I don't know. But I there's but there's different types of I can of tell them, the difference s- between like pigeons way easier than I could ducks or geese. Mm. Birds. Birds. I know. We're Put really we're, we're scintillating today on the dinosaurs. <laughs> Mutiny radio. Hey, we're talking about dinosaurs. That's, Modern day. Yeah, chickens are my favorite dinosaur for sure. You They're know, the only ones I've met. You know that all toy dinosaurs made out of plastic are made out of real dinosaurs? What? I don't know if you all knew that. Petroleum. They are made out of petroleum. Yeah, petroleum yeah, byproducts. Petroleum is, is mostly old foliage. Yeah. Some dinosaur, really? but mostly, yeah. It's not dinosaur bones. Some dinosaur bones. It's sometimes, but it's mostly the old vegetation that turned into oil. Really? Yeah, yeah I learned that in um, so, so like college. Like I was a an environmental science major back when I was allowed to go to college. Wow. <laughs> So like so like for like some vegans they can't use some petroleum they can't use dinosaur based petroleum. <laughs> that, I I <laughs> was totally with you. That's a great <laughs> joke, Kelvin. I was Write that shit down. That's really funny because you said it so seriously. I was like, and I believe everything you say. So I was a hundred percent on board. I was like, yeah, vegans <laughs> couldn't use. There was a a petroleum. bunch of protesters that were protesting offshore drilling off of the uh, the Pacific Northwest, like um. Vancouver area, you know, and they took these plastic kayaks and like say (laughs) like canoed their way to these boats to do this protest. And I'm like, it's so funny that they're using a petroleum based (laughs) boat to try to (laughs) like stop to stop the offshore drilling. (laughs) The irony did they not see? Oil's not good for anyone. There's they don't. The irony is was not there for them. They didn't see it. It takes a long time to make a canoe. 
In out all of fairness. out of a tree? Yeah, I mean. Out of uh, parts of wood, you have to make each individual slat in the in the floorboard. Would but wouldn't you hollow out the right shape? What, I, we wouldn't you hollow out a tree? Wouldn't that be the easiest way? Because then the shape's already almost there for you. It's almost there. I but think that's one way of making one. Is that how they? You have to add things. That, so I mean, that's the way buoyant. a lot of the like Pacific Northwest tribes would do I it. I have to assume they There's would a use the huge ass redwoods that were down and like the same ones that built the totem poles. Oh. I like those totem pole things. But they those were, were fun. master craftsmen. In Vancouver, BC, there's a, a really neat museum I went in that had all these totem poles, and I thought it was really neat. And I was with my family at the time, and they weren't into it. And I was like, I'm young, and I'm into this. You're not going to support me and like let me read all the like, – everyone was like, and it's like my parents and my brother. And I was just like, you could leave me at the – I mean, I'm the weirdo. It's like, <laughs> I want to read the, the – I'm interested in the. I mean, they're old. I just like art. I like artifacts that are old, like old furniture, or old art, or old people's clothes, all that kind of stuff. I find it very interesting because it's not me, and I, I don't know. The the totem pole culture is really interesting. Twitchy. Yeah, like the yeah different <laughs> tribes in the Pacific Northwest, right? They would have houses. And it was like if you belonged to the bear house, you had a bear totem pole. If you belonged to the wolf house. And uh, they had these games that they would go and where they would capture and enslave people from other houses. Uh-huh. And they didn't As make a them. Game. They, yeah. They didn't make them like it wasn't like uh, making them do labor. It was just like, oh, like, haha, we got one of your people. And they just had to sleep closer to the door and further away from the fire. It was like it wasn't like they tortured them or anything it was just like a game it was like capture the slave from these houses and they would come together and um another thing that they would do is they would build totem poles of shame so if you stole from someone they would build like a totem pole to be like we're shaming you for being a thief i love it so whenever (gasps) i love it whenever um you can look this up too we can look up a picture whenever uh lincoln Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. It outlawed this ancient tradition that they used to do in their houses where they couldn't capture each other and have slaves anymore. So they built a giant totem pole of shame from Abraham Lincoln and like put it like because they were like, I can't believe that you took away our slaves as part of our culture. Wow. Yeah, I, I look up the picture. Uh, you can't hear it. On the- I love that idea of a totem to shame. If next, the next people that do something fucked up at everyone's radio. gonna know you're a cheating bastard i built a totem pole i built a totem you can pole. see it three blocks away well no not i'm not that big but at the front of mutiny if people like do anything untoward against the station i'll like i could build i could build an anti-nicole callis each one or something <laughs> or like oh, wow but of whomever that would be oh look yeah that's a picture <gasps> it's the it's the abraham lincoln totem pole of shame oh it's so it's great real. Wow. Uh, it's somewhere in Oregon, I think. Who made that? Uh, I want to look it up because I don't want to get the name of the tribe wrong. I just know that there's a bunch of different Northwest tribes that had this tradition. A totem of shame. A totem oh, of shame. yes. And then I, I'll whittle. No, I, I wonder how I'd make I, I could, um I could make a totem out of like pipe cleaners or something. I could make a little person. Um, yeah. So... Sexman Totem Park? Saxman. Uh, I can't read anything. All oh, I can think I about wrong. is sex. This was it's terrible. Uh, in Springfield, Illinois, actually. Proud Raven Totem Pole. Yeah, I took this um 
class on Native American art and culture. So it was like learning the stories through the art that was left over. We had a whole section on totem poles. I'm like, what? Yeah. So this was made sometime in the 1860s? This is wrong. This is a, what I'm looking at is a remake. It's not the original one. Remix. Bye, Kelvin Gann. You're the best. It's nice. Thank you so much. Have fun. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. See you soon. See you on a Friday show that you come to. Yay. Drink orange juice. He rebought my jacket that was stolen from me by a questionably housed person. Oh, there we go. And it's awesome, and I'm so glad it's back because it was like it's a big part of my personality. Like, my cool fucking jacket, bro. So it's in Saxon, Alaska. Yeah, in my Saxman. I thought it said Sexman because I can't stop thinking about sex. Because <laughs> your body's like, baby, baby. Because my body's like, get something to love and you then, forever. And Pancakes are about wanting, talking about how he always wanted to have a baby. And then her body was like, did you hear that, Pam? Did you hear that? <laughs> wow. It's, 1939 oof. completed in 1941. Living the, uh, I don't want to say the name wrong. Tilngit indigenous people, the Tilngit tribe in Alaska. But yeah, it's like a just like Pacific Northwest region had like this tradition because it's cold up there. So they had the houses. Right. Long houses. But yeah, interesting thing. When I was a kid, I loved the book, uh, The Indian in the Cupboard. And then they turned it into a movie in the 80s. And it was terrible. But I remember liking it as a kid. But also, it it was strange because it, I'd read the book so many times that it, as a movie in my head, it's I still I still it's still there, and then when I watched the movie again, I was like, that's not because the book was more, anyways, the memories of the book are more poignant to me than those of the film. <coughs> but I loved that Indian in the cupboard thing. He was in the Iroquois tribe. Oh, and yeah, I, I, I like that. Story. Yeah, with the keys, and they unlock the cupboard, and then you put something in there, it becomes alive. Oh, so cool. Oh, my God, I just love that. It's such like a magical realism book for yeah. kids. And then, But then it like have all the stuff about the cowboys and the Indians and fighting each other, and it's real. It's not real. Oh. Well, putting any toy in there and making it real. Yeah, and they, he gets, they make the little medic. The little medic from yeah. World War One or Two, little toy comes to life and bandages him up and saves him and stuff. You need someone better than that. You need to put Doctor McCoy. Yeah, actually, that would be a fun remake if they wanted to remake like Indian in the Cupboard Two. So here's a John Picard of a canoe that they made out of just one tr- like you were talking like one tree carved. Oh, okay, cool. Like that's the way they used to do it. And there's like remakes of it, but. Uh, this looks like they're they're going to a uh, battle or something because there's a guy in the in the front and he's wearing all these, um, if, or it's a raven tribe maybe, but there's a guy wearing all these feathers and he's in the front. This is a, it's a it's an image. It, it's an image, so it's it's not like I don't know I don't know where this came from actually. We're going deep into the Native <laughs> American stuff. You know I wasn't really we didn't. I wasn't really taught about Native Americans very much as a, in my youth mm. in the late 70s, early 80s. It well, wasn't they didn't even... tell you how they had a picnic with all the pilgrims? Well, oh, that yeah. was the – they okay, so that was the, the stuff I knew about Native Americans were – or Indians, as we were called, is that – or they were called – there are a lot of baseball and football teams that are named after them that the whole Thanksgiving thing 
Um, not Sacagawea, maybe a little bit of uh, Pocahontas, but before, just, just knew the name. And then the, they brought the movie out, but that wasn't until the 90s. You knew about Pocahontas before you knew about Sacagawea? Yeah, definitely. Because Sacagawea wasn't on a coin. Well, Sacagawea was on a coin when I was an adult. I don't know if you guys were kids and it was on the dollar I remember coin. when it was a big deal it came out. Yeah, yeah. me too. But I heard about Lewis and Clark before then. Lewis and Clark. Yeah, that's that was one thing when I like in college. Um, I don't have a degree, and I've been in college for eight years. And I'm like, hey, this is something. <laughs> I learned this. Doesn't matter, guys. <laughs> is this interesting? But um, so learn. Oh, shit, I forgot where I was going with that. Well, you're learning for learning's sake. Learning that's for good. learning's sake. That's great. That's what it should be, anyways. What's that's the whole thing about the education system that's a pile of dog shit is that we tell people that they have to learn because they should have knowledge, but then they get into this certain school and then it's all connections and it's not what you know, it's who you know. But they don't tell you that. They tell you, they lie to you and say it's really about this piece of paper that they don't let people get or do let people get. And some people even cheat. Like, you know what I learned last night from Nathan? Oh, I'm starting to remember things from last night. He didn't even learn anything in school. He just threw a metal ball attached to a string that he threw for track. That explains well, a lot. And he didn't, he, he, he said he learned some things because he wanted to learn them. But there was a lot of stuff where he didn't even, he'd have a tutor and they'd just be like, here's the homework. I can show you how to do the work. He'd be like, nope, the answers are just fine. I think schools wow. are just to have kids be busy during the day. But then it actually turns out to be this is these are all the things that you could like learn about and this try to find something that you're interested in and then you can pursue that and along the way here are some friends. It's it's glorified childcare. There there's a lot of like see I look at it in a different way. I think that there's a lot of kids that need different types of education than the way that we go to school. But I'm so glad that somebody else taught me algebra because there's no way I was going to learn that from my parents. You know, I'm like so glad that I had these outside perspectives of teaching me things that my parents don't know or aren't well versed in. But I've always enjoyed learning. I, th I was just thinking like about the totem pole thing, how when I first looked it up, it showed me one in Illinois. And I'm like, I didn't think it was in Illinois, but the real one is in Alaska. And I'm like, how funny is it that people in Illinois where um, – you know, Abraham Lincoln has law practice and stuff and lived for many years. They were like, oh, they have a totem pole of Lincoln. We're going to remake that without it even like without connecting the dots. Research. Yeah, without doing their research that they did context. that out of shame. They didn't they didn't look at the context. Well, I mean, and that in itself is so American, like to just decide, yeah, that's ours now. And then not even know the oh, origin. Yeah, right? of the, right? It's hilarious to me. Like, why does Alaska get our good lincoln we love lincoln yeah and why do we even have alaska like why it is nowhere near the oil the rest. well yeah but sure but it's just Duh. it's that but people, that we decided that in alaska get paid every like year they get a yearly payment for just being in alaska because it's part of the oil because it's just they, so silly though because they sit on. it's no it's just like hawaii we but we accept but then why have we not let puerto rico be a state why are we like you're part of the United States, but you're not really. Like, you have some rights, but not all rights. You're sort of like slaves, sort of. Because we don't want those sort of, poor brown people voting. Which is, it's crazy <laughs> to me that we, like, I just didn't even. We send enough foreign aid to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get to, do they get to vote? 
I don't. And does it even matter if we vote I, at this point? We we need to. That's the only thing that can um, affect change right now. Is that if? But oh, the thing is, like, you are, just is everyone going to vote for Biden? You initially questioned it, and then you you well, said no, we, have we should to. support it. Well, no, we. I mean, we. The only way for us to affect any change is to try to elect the right people to govern oh, us. Oh, you mean do it peacefully with paperwork? I mean, for Trump. I won't be voting for Trump either. But in it, when it I comes down, I don't know down, if I can bring myself. To vote for Biden, but uh, it's hard. Well, it's he hard. has like Alzheimer's or something. So I mean, and he's not got, that I have a lot anything of things against wrong with him. I, can we say, can we put in Trump. like no Any... confidence? Can we write no confidence, and then we'll have it passed down to whoever How about is Ralph Nader. <laughs> run again, Ralph. Yeah, we're ready for remember, you, Ralph Nader. Remember Ralph? Remember, remember how he used to run? Thank you. There has to be a line of succession, right? right? It is. There is. Like, if you kill two people right now, Nancy I would Pelosi take out Gore. President. Let's let's have like, the. Can we dust off some of the old candidates? Uh, I like. Hang on, guys. Have you ever seen the 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 last survivor or like the designated survivor? No, I don't know that. That's with um with uh, uh the guy who was in Twenty Four. Um. Oh gosh. Anyway, he plays this guy who is part of uh Congress, but he stays home every session in case there's um, an emergency unless there's a fucking disaster so he is the designated survivor and he becomes the president wow so we should pick someone Kiefer who Sutherland. never yeah Kiefer Sutherland we, let's pick someone who <coughs> thought they would never become president and probably has their heart into actual public service, you know. AOC. Let's find s- well, we can't we can't rely on people that are in the uh, in, in the spotlight of the uh, media because they've they they've got it going to their head. A more important question: What do you think about the side pony? What do you think about the side <laughs> high side pony? I like, do we like that. This? It's too much politics. Yeah. Do we like the high side pony? Yeah, it's nice. Okay, good. It's something I did. I did a little something different today. I was trying to look younger. So I went with the whole, whole like. Yeah, you look like I'm a junior higher. A junior high lady in the '80s. Thank you. And that flannel is <laughs> very dashing. I love this flannel. Great color scheme. Thank you very much. It's uh, oof. Uh, we should. I should. We should tell you the story of what happened last night. So I had a nervous breakdown in Pancake's car, of course. Oh my god. Because I have nervous breakdowns all the time. No, you I was didn't. crying. No, that didn't happen. That I was. was a, that was a fever dream. I don't. Why can't I tell her the story? I have no shame don't about it. Don't gaslight her. I don't I'll have shame about it. Tell me your experience, sister. So I was. I'm listening. Thank you. So oh. we were here, and um, the show ended, and people were here for a little bit, and then everybody just disappeared. But um, our friend who lives up the street. I don't want to say names because I don't want to blow up people for no reason. And okay, so we. They. She asked me. She invited me to her house. She said, "You, you should come with us." I said, "Oh, I." Staying here, and I've got to close down, and blah, 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 blah. So Pancake stays, and Aaron was staying, and we were emoing out. We were playing emo music, and we were back and forth thing, and we were having fun. And then Aaron was like, I can do this all night. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I got to go. And I was like, okay. So he disappears, and everyone's gone. It's me and Pancake, and we're here for a little bit. And then I put on the night playlist, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I knew that we had this one option of where to go. But then he starts talking about how everybody's going to Ireland's 32 because it's back open. But I, nobody invited me to Ireland. Second wave. Right. So no one invited me to Ireland. So I didn't feel like I was invited to that particular party. So I was kind of like freaking out. I was like, well, 
maybe you should just take me home and I should just go home now. And, and he was like, well, we should try to go, well, we're right here. Let's try to go over there to their house because they invited, there's an invitation there. They invited you. And I was like, okay, let's go over there. Okay. Cause I was freaking out in the car. I was like, I'm not invited. And I feel like I'm being, they're excluding me. I'm being excluded. I was freaking out about not being invited and feeling excluded and feeling like I provide this place for everyone to feel included. And then everyone leaves and excludes me. And so that was what I was trying to sort of work through. And then I get there and everyone's there. <laughs> so there was no Ireland's. And then I was like, Pancake, you were fucking with me the whole time. You knew there was no. And then I was thinking that he's this mastermind guy who's like totally fucking with me. But I don't think you knew either. Did he know? He won't. See, now he shrugs and pretends. He's like a poem. He's like, he, we'll never he know. He is a poem. Pancake is a poem. He's like, decipher it. You were there too. And I'm like, I know. Ugh. That's great. Pancake is a poem. He does just say things that you have to decipher. And you're like, I think he might mean this, but could it mean this? Well, I saw it as this way. And it's like, oh, pancake is art. So, like, that was the thing. I tried to get a straight answer out of him, and he still won't give it to me. Anyways, they were all there. Everything was normal and fine. It was fine. So it all worked out. Everything was normal and fine. And then, and then, Aaron, <laughs> then Aaron made the choice. Um, to, to hang out with me instead of them, which was great. So I'm so happy because he wanted to see he was he wanted to see my bohemian lifestyle, and um, but he also he didn't want to drive unsafely with one of the people who was driving back home unsafely. Bad, 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 bad. I do not. Uh, I, I'll do a PSA right now. Don't drive drunk. Don't drive when you're on drugs. Stay at a place, take an Uber. It's always worth it to pay for a parking ticket mm. or something else other than a DUI. I've had a DUI. Please, my young friends, please, anyone listening, if don't do it. You know why you don't do it? Listen to the old crazy bitch who got a DUI in 2007, and it changed my life. Not for a bad way, for a good way. Ended up moving here to San Francisco, and that's all fine. But it cost, it cost like $10,000, and that was cheap. DUIs can change your life. They absolutely. For the better. They, well, they can. Is that what I just said? So it did. It changed my life for the better because I moved to San Francisco because I had to use public transportation. So I had to live in a place with public transportation. So it was either here or New York. And so I chose here. Anyway, don't drive drunk. Don't. Wait, what happened to you last night? No, a bunch of them. I'm not, I don't want to dry snitch on the radio, but people drove unsafely to a, to a location together. And there was the person who, and I didn't know about it until after, but I, and because I would have, I would have said, I would have, but it wouldn't have mattered because they were going to make those choices, whatever they were going to make choice wise, they were making that choice anyways, no matter if I tried to tell them, it, it didn't, it didn't matter. Some people think they're invincible because they're children and they just haven't had it happen yet. Well, that <laughs> actually is a thing. Like if you study neurology, like uh, teenagers and young adults, uh, a lot of their brain activity is towards like their frontal lobes and there's less um, uh, risk factors. Like they don't think things through, like they don't think about consequences mm -hmm. as much mm -hmm. and they're more self-conscious about the way they look. So it's like, it's like you're think concentrating more on looking cool and less about like, is this going to hurt me? Is this going to kill right, me? Which sure. I think is great that we teach teenagers how to drive when they're teenagers. 
one. Teenagers drag on the teenagers because they have less uh, fear because they're like, ah. Oh. And now I'm not a teenager anymore, and I'm like terrified to drive. And I oh, didn't I... have that when I was a teenager. <laughs> I, was like, I know oh, I'm so excited, and now I'm like, I don't know, this is scary. I'm I'm terrified. I haven't driven in 13 years, and I'm I don't even have any idea at this point how I would operate a motor vehicle in any context. I just even even like a golf cart. I don't think I could stay in between the lines or do what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't, I shouldn't operate any vehicles I, of any kind. I see so many rich kids in uh, uh, fast cars on the freeway. Yeah. Doing GTA, you know. What's GTA? Doing GTA like freeway. Grand Theft Auto? Oh, Grand um, Theft Auto. Okay. Is it? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, you know, dodging on the freeway. I would, I can't, sometimes, sometimes when I drive with, sometimes when other people are driving me, like um, Jonathan or something, and he's a great driver, don't get me wrong, but I'm so scared of driving. Sometimes I have to close my eyes or I have to read a book out loud, turn off the radio and read a book because I can't, I cannot pay attention to what's around me because it's so scary that I start making noises like, <gasps> Like these kinds of noises. Yeah, and, and that scares the driver. And that scares the driver. It's not yeah. helpful to anyone. It's not helpful. Yeah, I, I actually was the, the same way driving cross country for many years with my with my ex-boyfriend. Because <laughs> he would do things and I would gasp. He's like, that doesn't help. I'm like, yeah. And then Jonathan would get mad at me because he'd be like, don't, uh, don't you trust me? I'm like, I do, but I'm just so scared in general. Yeah. Like, it's would, not you, it's them. That, I would say that all the time, too. I'm like, I'm I'm gasping, for, like, not, not you. <laughs> like, you didn't do anything wrong. It's like, it makes me think me. something's coming or something. Like, things are coming all the time. Yeah, That's why it's so scary. <laughs> things are constantly flying in my face. It's going so fast. <laughs> We're hurtling through space in a metal box. It's so scary. It's so yeah. scary. And we just remove this filter we remove this layer and we just have faith in architecture. We were having faith in the architecture of the car in so many ways. It's a combustion engine. There's flame and action happening to make the car go. Like yeah. it's, there's oils and flammable things that are flammable-lating. Controlled Fears. demolition. Controlled and we built fires. And we now have built a society where, like, unless you live in a city like this or, like, a heavily metropolitan area, like, you have to have a car. Someone has to have a car to function. Like, when yeah. you live out in the middle, like, how are you going to go all the way to where the food is or all the way to where the school is or the work every day? And if you didn't have a car, Horses. it would take you four hours yeah, to walk to work. I wouldn't and you're, mind You know, like, post. whatever. If it's a long commute. Pony. A po equine. We need an equine yeah, economy. We need ponynomics. <laughs> but that's why. Um, shout out, Swampy. There's. Um, that's why we need to vote for Vermin. Yeah, Vermin Supreme. In San Diego, I couldn't live there anymore because although I was a credentialed school teacher, and I, I could I I couldn't I couldn't get there even if I wanted to substitute teach. There were I couldn't get to work from where I lived. It was just impossible. The buses didn't even once I was taking my DUI classes, I could take the bus. It took me like an hour and fifteen minutes on the bus to get from my house to the DUI class. But then the bus stopped at 9.30, and the class ended at 10.15. So there's no way for me to get home. There was no, I had to, I had to have somebody 
drive me. So every time I had to go to DUI class, which I couldn't miss any of them, I had to rope one of my friends into driving me. And they are busy with their lives. No one wants to pick me up at 1030 in fucking El Cajon or wherever the fuck it was. You know, it was far away. And so then what the cops would do is that they would be a block outside of the DUI classes. When the DUI classes got out and people got in their cars to drive away, they'd pull them over. Aww. Because if you and there because there were so many DUI, it's they, it's a racket. It's a fucking racket, and I I get it. Like it's just that they, it's like they want you to do it because they just want you to keep driving and pay more because they love it. Oh, fine. So it's your second, third DUI. It's an easy. It's an easy uh, quota fill too. Like you know, oh these people shouldn't be driving. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> It is bad. You shouldn't do it. And so that's why it all goes back to this. If you're, if you are like, oh, well, I have to drive. I can't leave my car here. It could fuck your car. The worst it's going to be is towed, which is going to be like $481. But a DUI is 10000 It's just simple math. But it's the Rari. You can't leave the Rari there. No, I mean, come on. Why would you take a Ferrari out? And I mean, that's, that's just bad planning. That person deserves to get fucked. Yeah, if you drive a Ferrari, you could probably the, afford the it's fucking the DUI. It's fine. You can't leave the Scalade there. Rich people are allowed to break certain laws, you know? Like, if you can afford Clearly. a DUI, you can have m- so many of them. But if you can't because afford then it gets towed, a speeding ticket and, and you get multiple speeding tickets or multiple seatbelt tickets, they can throw you in jail. Yeah, they wow. can throw you in jail. You can get a bench warrant for your arrest because you couldn't afford three seatbelt tickets. That's insane. Yeah. I've never even thought of that. Yeah, but if you're rich as fuck, you can get all kinds of tickets. You can drive right. however but you want. But when you get like, pulled over and you stick a $100 bill out the window. I would get in ticket, trouble for that. That ticket goes away. I don't if think you're driving it does. A Scalade, but if you're poor. If you're driving the Scalade you, that's supposed to fit ex- you and your entourage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's when you have to if give you, them yeah, $1,000. Yeah, you can afford to break the law if you're rich. And if you're poor, like uh, my best friend, she got stuck in this cycle of like she couldn't afford to have insurance. She just couldn't afford it. But she had a kid. She lived out in the middle of nowhere. She had to drive him to school anyway wow. with his car. And she got caught too many times without paying for insurance. And uh, she she didn't have to go to jail, but she did have a court date. But her mom ended up going to jail for having too many tickets because it wasn't insurance related. It was just because just a, she just couldn't pay him. She couldn't pay him, and like you know, you get a bench warrant for that. That's, uh, uh, it's that's crazy to me. Yeah, that, that, that that's how our that we let our legal system be like that. And you have to have insurance to drive. I think if you have to have insurance, there's got to be like some kind of way that we can like. <laughs> like universal car insurance Absolutely. or something of like you have your <gasps> license so you can pay like the minimum of something so you can still keep oh. it so you're still insured and no one gets fucked over Rachel that's so smart I can't believe they haven't done that with the DMV I can't believe we haven't done that with our fucking health care man well, yeah <laughs> but even, even but it makes more sense with the DMV because the insurance system we have Medi-Cal I'm on Medi-Cal yeah that's but there's true. no Medi-Cal for car insurance yeah, she there should be. She hasn't been able to drive for a long time and because she still has – she's slowly paying this off, you know? Like, she was, like, a, a, a teenage mom, like, stuck in a poverty loop, you know? Yeah. So it's There should be – oh, lens. my gosh, we need to write a letter. It's such a good idea. Why don't we have – because that would, that would take away all of, like, the hit-and-run bullshit and people – 
unsafely fleeing from things because they have, I mean, if every, if there was a universal insurance, at least in California. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like for, and then if you want better insurance, you yeah. could pay more things, but if to have the minimum so you can just at least drive and be able to like drive, drop your kids off at school exactly. while you go work as a waitress all day. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever you know. you're doing. Yeah. Cause you need to, cause that person needs to drive. Now, I, I mean, I just no. changed my life so I don't have to drive. No, yeah. that'll cut <laughs> That's what down I did. on the tickets. And <laughs> if we don't have tickets, we can't fund the war. <laughs> well, I think that we need to write a letter to Gavin Newsom. I bet he'd be in yeah, that shit. Yeah, and if we can't throw people in jail, they can't drive without insurance, how are we going to put them in our private prisons and our, our uh, uh, slavery system? Yeah. How are systematic we gonna, slavery How are we going to get them to do work Without it being unconstitutional, prisons are really just no. It's slavery. it's constitutional. We because when you're when you're a felon, you are owned wow, by it does the really state. All stem down to white supremacy when you really think about when, it. When you're a felon, you are owned by the government. They literally own that. Also, the our army system. When you're in the armed forces, you are owned by the government. They can give you vaccines without your consent. They can do anything they want to you. It's one of the main reasons I'd never go into the military, even if they were going to give me like free education or whatever. I'm never going to give a faceless, mindless, like overlord control of my human rights. I'm not going to give them consent to do shit without my consent. I'm not, you're just going to give give me whatever you're going to test on me or whatever the Tuskegee shit. Like legally they get to do that shit if they want to because technically they own the people. Yeah. So it is the same thing with prisons. Technically they own them. Which because yeah. MP, it's in the it's in there. They own you and they can make you work for 10 cents an hour maybe yeah. and put it on your books and be and it's really getting nothing and it's just slavery. I mean the And then charge you $5 for Cheetos. A prison system was just a way to keep to keep a punishment for the the for slaves, really, like yeah. to keep to be able to fuck with people and put them in jail and make them do whatever you want, break rocks. How is that profitable? Are they looking for ore? How is it profitable? Mm-hmm. Uh, breaking rocks? I don't know. I don't know what they were making them break rocks for. If, if they were building or roads or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anything I mean, there, there's like a list of companies that use prison labor that people try to boycott. Like for there's there, for a while, there was a container that like Whole Foods was buying, like a container company. Whole Foods was buying through prison. I think they switched, but <laughs> I was like, wow, Whole Foods even and like um, McDonald's stuff, well, some certain things. I like. There's a list I could probably. Look we up. all know the depressing information. Why? Um, I mean, slavery. Of course the South liked slavery because it's free labor. But, like, who doesn't like free labor? Capitalists love free labor. They're like, oh, can we pay someone a dollar ten in Guam? Or should we? I mean, they, the cheaper the labor, the bigger the profits. So capitalism is like slavery's the best. And that's what, when, when uh, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, you know, it wasn't like humanitarian Abe Lincoln – cares about black people no it was that the northern constituents yeah. were pissed because they didn't have free labor because it's not fair that the south gets to make all this fucking money we can't compete with them because they have free labor we have to pay people up here and that's not fair and that's 
what Whoa. made him free the slaves. That's not fair. Well, because they wanted because it wasn't there they were saying be a northern and southern. It, yeah, they the actually the northerners. Yeah, had businesses. They had to pay people. It was a it, it was a a business or a, a war tactic too because when he first started uh he 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 told everyone in that the slaves in the confederacy were free first so that the slaves in the confederacy would get like outraged and want to burn down plantations and that's part of why the northern won because like all of a sudden these freed slaves are like fuck this like you know like i'm burning down your plantation and and then it so it was more like just a tactical thing i found a list of uh of companies that use that <gasps> take advantage of prison labor here. this is such a good show <laughs> no, it's we've gone all over the place. We're so Whole weird. Foods organic in. supermarket buys artisan cheeses and fishes from companies <gasps> that employ inmates. Artisan fishes. Wow. McDonald's certain McDonald's store items such as cutlery and containers were made in prison. Prisoners also sew their employee uniforms <gasps> and only make a few cents an hour from it. Wow. Legalized yeah, slavery. And sewing what? is a real skilled labor. It's good labor. I mean, it's it's yeah. a good labor to have. Yeah. Oh, that was one of the things that we do here in California. I can't even believe I didn't think about it. Is like we take these when we have wildfires, we take inmates oh, yeah. and put them on the front lines, yeah. and they learn all these skills, and they save lives, and they and then they they're like badasses, and they get paid like as low as ten cents to like a dollar an hour to do this. Yeah, but and then probably get they a gold get star. Prison, and then whenever they get out of prison, they can't even because they they can't even apply because they've been to jail. Yeah, and it's so hard to be a but they have but they all have the skills. skills. All of these Whoa. skills, like crazy. In the apocalypse, it's going to be great. Uh, they'll be they'll be heroes. Target, since the early two thousands, has relied on suppliers that are known to use prison labor. IBM apparently inmates from Lockhart, uh, inmates from Lockhart Prison in Texas manufacture. This text giant's circuit boards. Wow. So, wow. Prison labor makes IBM circuit boards. Oh, boy. Man, these are like, this is basically a list of CEOs that are fucking slave owners. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> like, the, the crazy and are complicit thing, in the prison system. I don't use any of these things thus far. I mean, I, I don't usually go to Whole Foods because it's so expensive. I go to like Gus's. I like to support local guys, anyways. Plus, I gotta say, I don't know. Tar Trader Joe's better not be on that list. Uh, but thus far, I don't everything think it is so said. far. Uh, Texas Instruments, same thing as IBM. That. That's where yeah. they get their. Uh, that's where they get. Oh, it's their assembly room too. They've even got a new factory facility room. Texas Instruments. So everyone, you know, when you get your T nine eighty whatevers in school, oh, crazy. That's Texas Instruments. Boeing is found to use to cut airplane components. Yep. Oh, so. I, I mean, that's, maybe I use airplane. Boeing sometime. Yeah. But thus far, I'm still pretty clear and on this list. Less, they get less, less than a quarter. You know, like, even if we're not actively going to these places, we're still benefiting as a society from using this stuff that is using prison labor. Yeah, well, it's Nordstrom. I haven't been in a Nordstrom since I was... A rich person um but AT yeah it's starbucks at&t i use oh i do the go phone British i'm sorry Petroleum. victoria's Microsoft. secret i wouldn't i would you know wow I'd, okay I'd so like louisiana inmates cleaned up the oil spill oh and they received no payment <gasps> from they're just like yeah wow the fucking heroes man 
Is Walmart a surprise to anyone? No. 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 <laughs> pledging not to sell products. Despite pledging not to sell products made by prisoners, some of the retail giants' uh, subcontractors were using prison labor despite of customer returns and excess inventory. So, okay, so basically if you buy anything from Texas Instruments from Walmart, it's <gasps> just like, yeah, it's just... you know, like if you bought your calculator that you needed for your class. Wow. Starbucks. That doesn't surprise me at all. Starbucks. What does Starbucks use? The like uh, cups. prisoners to make packaged and sold their stores. Mm. Yeah. Mugs. 23 cents an hour. That's a pretty good, it seems, on the yeah. on their, on their scales. Honda Nintendo Motor Company. to pack their, their Game Boys. They, they're probably, you know, trying to well, get the Well, they hired inmates. a subcontractor that does that. And that's the same thing with, like, precious metal trades. Like, if we want to properly source something, people just, they're like, oh, okay, so we can't buy blood coltan and blood diamonds? Well, I'm just going <laughs> to hire the subcontractor, and then they buy them. And then, sure. like, you know, and then you get around Yeah, that. Rob Peter to pay Paul. It's all stealing. Yeah. Um, JC Penny. Wendy's. I can't believe Wendy's. Oh, yeah, cost-cutting measures. Wendy's to uses... process their beef. Wow. Whoa, they never freeze, but do they give them to <sighs> oh, inmates wow. to fuck? Fresh, never frozen. Inmate meat. Soylent green is people. It's people. It's oh, my God. People. This is heavy. No man can this eat 50 really eggs. But, yeah, that's just a small list of... <laughs> That's what really pervasive. Of companies that use prison labor. A lot of them in California. I know. And I then mean, there's there's more than that. Like yeah, like a, the the fires, like I mentioned, there's firefighters and they're cleaning up oil spills. And do you know what the the new way? One of the so ways. Whenever someone goes to jail because they can't pay their insurance, but they have to take all their kids to school, they could eventually end up, you know, or like you couldn't pay your child support. Lots of things. Ah, uh, it's just. Uh, so much. The world is a vampire. You know how they pick, do, clean up the oil spills um, in the Gulf, and one of the new methods they used, they took ha- hair, human hair, and um, they were these mushrooms that grow in the hair, and the mushrooms eat the the hair traps the oil, and the mushrooms were eating the oil. They they made some kind of fungus that oh. actually ate petroleum. Yeah, and yeah. so that's how oh, yeah. they like that. cleaned up. And there are real worms that eat plastic. Do you plastic. think they use prison hair? I, I, they From must have, There must be a lot of... I don't know how they found a bunch of hair. I mean, I guess there's a lot of hair. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You just hook up with all the salons, you know? like Yeah. How they, yeah. yeah. That's it doesn't really cool. have to be unethical how we acquire hair follicles. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to a Hindu thing and they shave their heads or something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Only consenting human hair in our ocean cleanup. So uh, this one time I had, used to teach high school and we decided to go to Sacramento to do like a protest kind of thing and to stand up at the the city gates. Not the, you know, Sacramento, the city, the count, whatever it is, California government. Okay, words escape me now. Huh, huh, but so huh. there were kids and we were all there. And so what we were protesting though was – there were these Sikh, um, S-A-I-K-H, prisoners, and they're people with the, the turban thing, and they never cut their hair in their religion. That's a mm-hmm. thing that's part of their, like, core beliefs is that their hair is somehow connects them to God or something. Yeah. So 
when they were in prison, they were trying to force them to cut their hair and they were saying, you can't do this to us because oh. it's our religious rights. And they're like, you don't have no rights. So we were protesting for their human rights because of their religious. And people were always like, why'd you choose that one? And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, it was the thing and it worked for the day. And I, and I thought it fit into my, that protest fit into my schedule. That protest fit into my schedule. And I did, I thought it's human rights. And I mean, I was in college during Occupy and Everyone's like, are you going to go to Occupy? Are you going to go to that movement? And I wanted to, but I'm like, I'm already occupied. I'm going to school. Like, I haven't, like, I'm going to class. Um, and I felt so guilty that I wasn't. But I was in Columbus. So o Occupy Columbus was, like, two tents and five people. That sounds like fun. It's, like, the same amount of people that were there for the George Floyd protest, but they all got tear gassed anyway. It sounds like it's going to be our for our little uh, little family gathering a tiny tiny not there are gathering. protests happening tonight tiny not gathering today they were happening where um one in san jose one in berkeley oh um i'm, pr I'm, I'm sure a lot more i don't protest and, and that's your right that's i your don't belief. i don't agree with that I think you don't go to demonstrations. Okay, good point. I oh, don't go okay, to demonstrations. Yeah. I don't go to group. But I don't go to I don't like group things like that anyway. Like there's I've, so many different ways to protest you other than just protests. stand there with a picket sign. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even go to like when when we used to be able to gather. I would I haven't been to pride in years because I'm afraid. I'm I'm afraid that some left wing right wing and some wing any wing a, a chicken wing someone's going to come in and have a bomb or shoot people because they don't like the weird gays yeah and us they'll and the drive a car into the, the crowd that's all the that they stuff, use all the time all all of that it's i'm heather higher i've been mardi terrified gras? mardi gras same thing i've been terrified for years of many i will i won't go to uh hardly strictly bluegrass anymore Whoa. It's just too many people. You're not going to go to concerts that are outdoor? No, but Hardly Strictly is like so many it's people. Free. There's a lot of people. Yeah. And it's, it's like really all you're doing is for me. moving from one place to another. And it's so weird. I um, love it. So, but I just can't. Even before we weren't supposed to gather, I don't like gatherings because I feel like anything can happen and the herd mentality and you can get run over by a wildebeest, you know? Like, Anything starts happening, it, chaos, pandemonium. I can't imagine at that, that Vegas concert when the person was shooting from the window what that must have been like for people that are in there like ducks in a barrel. Yeah. That's the wrong fish in a barrel, ducks in a pond. Uh, ducks at a shooting gallery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, you're letting them win if you're not going to these terrifying. things. Mm -mm. You're... But you, th you know that's your right. It's just my fear. It be it's it's hard. It becomes hard for me to me to enjoy myself if I'm so ultra concerned about this hidden thing. Ah! Yeah, we could all die at any minute. Ah! I mean, that's such a small percentage. That's why it makes the news. There's such a small percentage of large groups that get terrorized, and that's why it makes it to the news when it happens. You know, it's just such a, it's not like a, 
Have you been I'm not gonna, in a crisis I've been to a situation? lot of festivals and I haven't been in that situation. I've been in a lot of demonstrations and haven't been in that situation, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right. I mean, now I think it might, with the race wars going on and whatnot. Whoa, don't call them that. Oh. I, yeah. I mean, I, we've been talking, I mean, for years, Latoya and, and I have been talking I mean, about the uh, upcoming race wars. I mean, humans versus cops, that one. There we go. Well, you know, I guess the original, the, the reason we started having a police force was to catch runaway slaves. So it all kind of comes back to that yeah. thing about, I mean, and it wasn't that long ago that. And put it, them in prison where they could do labor for us well, for free. And so it's yeah, it's the same cycle over and over. But it's, it's so White crazy supremacy. because it wasn't that long ago that we decided or, or we believed that these people were not people, that they were objects or things to be owned. And the same thing about women, that they were property and not that they didn't have volition over their own thoughts and feelings and that they they themselves had intrinsic value and not like value to another person as an object. But also inferior, uh, less, uh, you know, capable to um, lift things or think smarter than a man. Right, and they said the same thing about, they did tests like, these people's brains are smaller or whatever, and it was all bullshit, and it didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't yeah, that long anthropology ago. Anthropology is a very, like, racist form field of study. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that long ago, and that our minds have changed, and we've decided, all right, people are people, whatever color or sec- other gender, whatever, it's all, we should... There should be an equality there, but th- that there was a mind switch from not that lo- from less than two hundred years ago, where people were owned. <laughs> like, yeah. So it, it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't been that long, and, but but if it happened that quickly that we can be woke, it, I guess that's good. I guess that as long as there's outrage, I think we're making progress. Outrage. Yeah. Rage against the machine. Where are you? Because it means we're learning. Because someone said this earlier today, I heard, um, and they were saying, you know, our grandfather. Let's let's shit on our grandfathers or our great grandfathers, and let's hope our grandkids shit on us. You know, we should be way less woke than they are. You know. Oh, I see. You know, where's Rage Against the Machine when we need that? It's funny you should mention that. I um, went to the Republican National Convention to try to, like, you know, outside of it for the demonstrations and protests and marches that happened. And Prophets of Rage, like Tom Morello and Prophets of Rage did a free concert for the protesters. Damn. So it wasn't Rage Against the Machine, but it was, like, this vacant lot in Cleveland. And there was, like, anywhere from, like, 40 to 60 people like there wasn't that many people at all and it was just like a march to end poverty is what they called it and they did a free a bunch of people they did a free concert and then when they were done they got in a van they drove off and everyone just started marching and it was like really hot and humid and we're all raging it and then like by the time i was marching i'm like i'm so fucking thirsty i feel like i'm gonna die <laughs> like yeah. see this humid summer in ohio in cleveland uh it was good but I, I feel like where's Rage Against the Machine now? They're probably at demonstrations playing music. Uh, maybe. <laughs> and it was oh, like, like, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me right before we all marched to be like, fuck 
this fuck trump fuck how you know like uh every delegate that we saw we begged them not to vote for him i don't think it worked but we tried i be begging please like just don't vote for trump because it was the you know just don't i think i'd do well at a caucus those are the people that like you know that their votes like really matter (laughs) like in the beginning well Anywhere, you know, I, I guess we're all woke in California now, but we got to, I don't know, how to change people's minds. That it, it comes back to people are people. Like George Floyd, he's a man, and his, you know, his rights to be alive were violated and killed, and it's terrible. And we and I on my way here walking yesterday, um, there was an African-American gentleman sitting on the ground with hand, um not handcuffs, they were, because he was zip-tied. Mm-hmm. There were two mm-hmm. white cops. And I was like, didn't have any any idea what's going on, but I'm just like, just shook my head, you know, like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I guess, or, yeah. I don't think it anybody should really be It was really weird, right like, now. when the shelter in place first started and I would do something like walk to the store, there were just, there was like groups of cops all over that like detaining people and like going through their things whoa are they using it and it was really scary i'm like is this the beginning of martial law like is this what's happening like it would like they have any reason to search people now just because there's a a virus going around because i saw it so frequently that i'm like this is more than it was before Mm, it's for our safety i'm sure (laughs) if you're outside you're causing trouble obviously if you don't have a home, you're causing trouble. If you don't live inside, you're causing trouble. If you're on the street at night, you're causing trouble. Well, after dark, I don't like being around after dark walking anymore. I don't. It, it, things have been, it's lifted up a little it's bit. It's a good thing for it's me. summer now. Yeah. <laughs> we get more it, hours of daylight. It, yeah, it's true. I mean, I just. Feel safe. It's the only reason I feel unsafe walking up Leavenworth right now is that because I can't walk on the sidewalk because of all the tents, I have to walk in the street. And the street is where the people are pooping and the needles are. And the la- lights, the lamps aren't really there to illuminate. And I'm, I, I'm, I've never seen so many needles in the street just willy-nilly mm. in my neighborhood. Well, now no one can do the needle exchanges. They can't, they yeah. don't have the same services. Exactly. And there's no, there's no sharps, jars. There's no safe way to dispose of this item that people are using everywhere Mm. on the street. I've never seen, I've lived here for 13 years now, and I've never seen this many people just brazenly shooting up on the street. Sometimes, you know, like once a week at a bus stop, late at night I'd see it and I'd be like, oh, buddy's shooting up in the light. That's nice. You know, like take care of yourself, bro. Do it in public. Uh, But this is like everywhere all the time. And... The, du- the drug selling, I've learned now that they're when they're shaking a bottle, that means they have pills to sell. Oh, oh yeah. Shaky, it's the shaky, mating shaky, call. Shaky, shaky, shaky. I didn't know about That's that. That's the hillbilly this. mating call. Mm. What about flicking a lighter? Is that Does that mean anything? I get a lot of trees, trees, trees. You want some trees? That's weed. Slang. Um, <laughs> and then there's... I don't know what the heroin slang is anymore. Um but I hear oxys, roxies, and then, but usually it's the shaky pills now, and I'm like, ooh, I know what they're doing. 
But I didn't before until recently. I was like, oh, because I thought there was a guy behind me when we were walking, and I was like, God, he's being annoying with his like, like his rave shaker or whatever, uh-huh. you know, like when. And I was like, God, that's annoying. Can he just stop like being at the rave? It's COVID. And then I realized, oh, he's selling pills. And yeah, you were probably wearing something neon. And like, like I looked like I was going to a rave. I had a ring pop. Yeah, you had glasses that were slatted. But if I may go back and okay. touch on yes. uh, cop interactions, I was uh, shrooming with my friend in the middle of the night walking through our hometown. And he and I were rolled up on by our, our city's, our town's finest. And they were like, hey, uh, you guys uh, doing all right? What you doing? Where are you going? And it was the middle of the night, you know. We shouldn't we shouldn't have been out, sure, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but they were like, hey, we need to stop you because there was a break-in a couple blocks away. Cool. And uh, s- someone broke into a kitchen and then got away didn't take anything didn't do anything just broke into a kitchen and we were like no what no not us sorry and like what do you do when you're on shrooms when you're talking to a cop and you're trying not to he's still in his car and he's got his light on you and you're trying not to have him get out of the car and inspect us you know, I look at your yeah, eyes so at yeah. the light and be like, you're in trouble, boy. Yeah. Oh, you're not who we're looking for. We're homicide, but it's not like you see in the TV shows. I'm going to bust your ass for some misdemeanor f- fun having. Oh, you're having fun under arrest. What are you doing being outside to yeah. be open air? You should be in your backyard. Oh, you don't have one? Tough luck. I'm a cop. You stay indoors. You flip a coin. That's how I entertain myself. Or you listen to the the president on the radio. That's how I get my rocks off. I'm a cop. Sorry. That's good. So, anyone anyone, uh, feel like joining the, the new police force? Like, let's watch Police Academy 1 and then 2 and skip 3, I think, and then go to 4. And then we'll, we'll join the new Police Academy and we'll, we'll, you know, patrol. And they'll pay us well. Not that money will matter I'm in the future. I'm not a snitch. Witches ain't snitches. You, it, we're not supposed... It's not snitching. Witches ain't we snitching. We turn into... Uh, wh- then people won't even be that desperate. I think to that cause people can police themselves. Violence. I don't think that we need an external force to to police. I think that think that we, as a community, are able to police ourselves. Because here's the thing: it's the people that you're around that are the people that sort of shape and do all that. So it depends on what people you're around. I don't, I don't think we need this big. I mean, if we remove the police, what is everyone just gonna fight willy nilly and? steal each other's shit no i think everybody will be cool to each other and if there's something that happens then we just build a totem and we put it by the front uh-huh. and we sh- we make a shame totem how about batman comes 
Shame totem. Shame totem. Shame totem. We shame them. Like, and that's the thing. It takes a village. Like, do I throw the stink eye to kids on the bus? Fuck yeah, if they're acting the fool. Mm. If a kid's acting the fool, I give them the stink eye. Like, be like, motherfucker, you shut up. Or if they're... That's scary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm terrified just thinking about well, the stink eye from Pam on the bus. It's like... Oh, my gosh. When they're listening to something annoying really loud, like, they could be having earbuds. They don't have to be making... Like, subjecting all of us to this horrible thing. You just stare at a kid. And but then, that's or, how you get arrested. Not at all. For staring at them, for using a little public shame to give the kid a complex so they have a little bit of shame in their life. And the problem is, is that their parents aren't parenting because they're on their own phone. Everyone's on their fucking phone and not paying attention to their kids. And they're like, anyway, it, it's upsetting. So if they're not going to parent and police their own children, the society gets to do a little bit of public shaming. Is there not enough money? Is that what it is? To not do enough what? money for people to be like, okay, I can take a break and look after my kid. I don't have to worry about my next progress report, sending it in to, to work. Well, so here's the thing about... <laughs> what causes people to be un ungrateful parents? What causes the people to... to Work until they're numb and then watch TV until they're brain dead. Oh, I used to do that. And you didn't have kids. No, I didn't. I, um, I, would, I worked for Ethan Allen, though. I would, it was when I was super depressed and I ended up quitting my job and then my husband and then my life. Not my life. I'm still alive. I just quit my San Diego life. But it was that I would wake up, go to work, come home, turn on the TV, Watch TV until I like fell asleep on the couch. Get up, go to bed, wake up. Same thing every day. It's like we're not and supposed I was to procreate. The middle class isn't supposed to procreate. We're just supposed to work and die, and then the last. Oh no, I was supposed to have children. The last worker will die. Well, hang on. Yeah. The last twelve workers will die simultaneously, and then. The, the upper class will finally come out of their sh- bomb shelters and say, we did it. We did it again. Yes. Have you ever seen a boy and his dog, Pam? Is it a movie? No, I've never seen that. It's quite, quite a movie. It's, uh, it's a little dystopian, but uh, it's a great message for the future right now. It's a great message for people listening to it in the year 2020 and above uh we should all take note we don't want to turn into an an orwellian we don't want to turn into a novel okay we want to avoid um the mistakes of the past certainly but also when when these novelists start writing these horrific stories they kind of become blueprints for well, yeah, our future there's a it's um there's a study there's meta metaphysics and stuff and in, in specifically in con- connection with poetry that when you create with thought an object or you write it down it, it exists already you just have to back technology to it so 
everything exists once you create it in your mind, even if it's a story, just like all the Star Trek stuff. Like in the 60s, there, oh, hey, there's a communication device that we flip open and we can talk to people. Mm-hmm. What? Like that was, but once that was created fictionally, it was just a matter of time to create the technology to make it exist. And that's how like innovation continues is that in like the meta science of it, once you think about it, it exists now. Does that make sense? Are we allowed to have that? It exists already. It doesn't matter whether we're allowed or not. So how come I don't have everything I want? Well, no, because you, but it's that if you wrote a story about something that doesn't exist now that then exists, then that exists, that object. Do a lot of people have to read it? No, you're, you're, you're purposely trying not to understand, I think. I don't think so. where's, Where's the tipping point into making thought become reality? Well, that it's that you manufacture, that thought exists, you put it into an artifact, but then that, like, and maybe the back tech, maybe we won't back technology to it until 200 years in the future, but the concept that that actually exists, you know, just like the, so for example, the time machine. How about not an an item? We will be able to do time travel because it's, a fictional story was written about the time machine, and so that as a concept it exists but we haven't figured out how to do it yet because we don't have the technology yet but it will happen because it already happened because it already existed because it's already been written down does that make sense so it's like once you once you create anything it really does exist until you find the means to truly bring it to fruition okay so if i wrote a story where I joined NASA and went to space and became the first person to make contact with an alien species. See, but it's... it's and more, I got it published. But it's more about an object that... Okay, so yeah, if there's... So I can't make an event happen. No, it's about like but the spaceship to get to that place now exists. It's just a matter of getting the technology to get past the Van Allen belt. And maybe that exists in that thing that you've created. But until we know the technology to make it happen, so it only... What if we're being fed very good misinformation that says we've never accomplished the things that we think we have as a species... You know, well, I, we've never actually split an atom bomb. Uh, maybe we've never actually gone to the moon. Well, I don't think we've, we've never moon, sent but like a living thing to another body, celestial body. I agree with that. But we've sent technology. Sure, we absolutely, we've sent technology or something. I'm not sure. I just wish that. For an example, in the future, uh, already, like just because of Westworld, there's mm. robots that are indistinguishable from people that we can't tell the difference because, and they, they become their own race and they do these certain things. Yes. In a story that has been created, so in the future that we will at some point 
have that, have the AI to, does that make sense? I don't know if this is confirmed, but a, a patrol uh, android, it, it looks like a trash can, like patrols a, a mall, and then it was given artificial, some kind of intelligence, and it fell into a pond, or it deliberately, it deliberately went into, yes, it committed suicide. Suicidal Robot is a good name for a band. Suicidal Robot. I gotta say, these fake Girl Scout cookies really are good. I don't know Four what... Four stripes instead of five. Milk instead of dark. Something Same got damn cookie. My stomach yesterday. I think I had one of those, and then I had that, that coconut um, thing. Not that thing that you're eating now. The other coconut thing. Mm-hmm, the coconut cookie. But I think um, I is one of the two things that make me... Uh, no, the drugs made you sick, not the cookie. Toss my cookies. Um, it, was uh, the, it was the tranquilizer. Well, that'll happen. I, guess. I wrote a poem. I wrote a poem today. I did a lot of studying. It was good. I read. I read a ton of poetry, like a lot of old stuff, like fucking Dylan Thomas and shit like that. It was good. Wow. I read a lot. I read a lot of really weird romantic poetry from like thirteen, fourteen hundreds. Weird. It was good. And then I wrote a poem. It was a good day. You want me to read the poem? Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's kind of dumb. We'll see. See if you like it. Okay, Where'd it's about, it? well, and so pa- this will make sense for Pancake because he was there. I was totally there. He was totally there. Although we weren't, although there were a lot of people there, we weren't all in the same place at the same time. I felt like I spent a lot of time outside, so I didn't have to deal with the situation. It was hot in the apartment. Mm. It was on fire. Oh, my gosh. The apartment was on fire? Oh, my gosh. There were seven people. More than seven Shh. people in there. Why you gotta snitch on everybody all the time? Oh my gosh. Why you gotta like, be wet well, snitching? No, there was definitely less than ten people, and they were all socially what distancing are they gonna do? from what, what are they I gonna heard. Do? Prosecute and there us? was no uh, illegal activity there or was a drug party. consumption. You're having private parties? No private parties. I know. I guess you are allowed to have private parties, right? I see people doing it all the time. I'm alive. I'm a human in America. Fuck off. Okay, so you maybe maybe you can you two can help me with the title. There's no title yet. Okay, so it's in couplets. That means two lines and a thing. Ugh, I'm so embarrassed. Okay, here we go. Uh, I ablaze in burdened. Oh, sorry. Oof, I can't see this far away. I ablaze burned awkward. My only power crumpled silence. This is not a hammer, and I am not melting sand. My gaze slides and you become a shimmer, a ghost, a reflection of light on glass. There is no win to this game, shattered exercise in awkwardness. Remember to to stretch next time before playing. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm. Remember to stretch. You gotta remember to stretch. Like a ghost. Jesus hates it when you don't stretch before you dance and that's why you get cramps. That's true. So the so the whole thing, it, it all this is all the whole I think I might have too many mixed metaphor in this, but I want it to be like 
there's an image that is an oblique image that I barely touch on, but it's, you know, in Disneyland, when you're in the ghosts, when you're in the Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. it's done. The ghosts are made because they're reflections on glass. Mm-hmm. And they're oh. like a shimmering person. They're not there, they're but they're not They're not real there. ghosts? Well, I'm sorry I lifted the veil, but I did. Hang okay? on, they're real ghosts. They are real ghosts. Those are, <sighs> Thanks, they are, Kate. okay. <sighs> they're real ghosts running the projectors and then of it, the... you're like sitting in between them or they're sitting mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. you. Yes, yeah. and because they're reflecting... So, so there's this oblique thing to a ghost, but I want it to be about, it's, I mean, it, obviously it's about awkwardness. A hammer making glass. Well, but a hammer, um, it's, this is not a hammer and I am not melting sand. So melted sand becomes glass. And I wanted to put shattered at the end because it's like, I'm holding this fucking hammer, but I'm not holding a hammer. But I see. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's that. Wait, so you, you, you are holding a hammer no, and this you is are no. making glass. So this is, so kind of, this is not a hammer is an homage also to Magritte's, this is not a pipe. The pu- picture of the oh pipe yeah. that's a pipe, but it's like, this is not a hammer. This There's not obviously, a pipe. this is not a pipe. It's not on peep. It's not a pipe. Hmm. There was actually a, in uh, one of the plays that we wrote, there was uh, a, a Magritte thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones that we read, it was like, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Serious, the one with the the jewel heist. Do you guys remember reading that script a long time ago? Mm-mm. Jewel heist. The jewel heist script. Was it the one, one where there were like, so many blowjobs that I was oh. like, I can't listen. It was to like anyone. in French, but it was like no, no. No, that was what was the one that was so. Like, oh, that was the human trafficking. Oh, one. the human trafficking Boy. one. I was like, yeah. Jesus, no, this one was actually one no I, the game. This the game, one. the one with the name game. I think was that Warhol's. The name game. You can't have that. the same name as someone else or else you get into a turf war over your name. I don't think – I don't know. I don't remember that one. I, I just remember Sirius was the one about the, the diamond heist. And there was a line in it. It was like, this is not a pipe. Door is not a jar. And it was like uh, – yeah, that's what it reminded me of. But it was it's like – It's a yeah, – But, but it was in the – begin- it was in French, so I didn't understand it until, like, it was explaining. So it's – yeah. So there's a bunch of st- – stuff and and I'm trying I mean when I when I write a poem I'm really just trying to take a memory and put it sort of in I cat it, it demarks a time period for me cuz and I realized this recent like this week that I poetry works for me because I have these really intense <laughs> feelings all the time and I can't express them talking person to person with anybody I just can't do that because it comes out as like my nervous breakdown to pancake last night. It, and it comes out as off as I'm a crazy person. But I can take – Who said that? No, I'm saying it for myself. I come off – I know it's a pejorative term, um, but I, I come off as I know that I seem crazy. But I can take those moments and I can spend time with them and I can use the language and craft it. And, and I feel like an ownership over those feelings because I'm acknowledging them. But I also feel like it's important for me not to just squash them down – with alcohol and drugs. Yeah, <laughs> feel your feelings sometimes. Just gotta, and then I can remember my little felt feelings. And, and this one isn't good. I think this one is like, this one is not one of my best. But I have to get out. It's like jokes. Like, you write 20 jokes and two are good. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Unless you write your pancake and then everything you write is gold. It's not what I write. It's how I do it. Exactly. So it, oh, I might as... Oh, fuck. I can't have any fun now. 
I can't have too much fun. I didn't mean to kill your joy. Spark your What happened to Midas? Did he touch himself? Yuck my yum. What happened to him? That That's the Midas touch. How did yeah, he die? Touched it too much. Gold member. Remember that? Of uh, yes. Austin Powers, the third Austin Powers. great. He has a skin box. He is, he is Dutch. Isn't that correct? That's weird. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like Mike Myers being like, look at all the accents I can do. I am this accent. I am and I am this accent. Yeah. <laughs> and the skin box. What is in the skin box? Uh, smoking a pancake. Smoking a bong and a blitz. Piping a crepe. Oh my gosh. It's a good one. Midas touch. Yeah. Yeah, little little baby Midas, little King Midas. Someone give me some gold. Uh, what happened to him? How who? The King Midas. King Midas died. Of gold Touching, poisoning. He couldn't eat any more food. He starved to death. Everything he touched turned to gold, so he couldn't eat. So no one could feed him. I he, well he because everyone he touched or who touched him would turn to gold. So all of his children, he'd have anyone who would come near him because he because he would turn them into gold. It was terrible. Monetary gain is not monetary gain is not uh, necessary to survival. It's not. You know, he just wants to have the power to turn everything into gold, but capitalism's capitalism's bad. That's the moral of that story. Yeah, it's just like no, the gold's not gonna give you love. The gold's not gonna feed you because you can't eat food because it all turns to gold. All turns to gold. Yeah, you know, it's like. It's happened to me. It could happen to you. Well, so even though if people fed him food, once it got into his mouth because it was touching him, it would turn to gold. Fuck-a-roo. Yeah. He couldn't drink water. He Did couldn't masturbate. He, yeah. Couldn't do anything. What an asshole. Well, he, he just... His the, nose. the point is that semantics... scratch his ass. So that's actually the moral to the story is it's semantics. When you run into a genie or anyone's offering you any sort of wishes you have to craft first you have to figure out what language your genie or witch or you know magical being is mm-hmm. so that you don't like maybe they don't speak english maybe they, they maybe they're going to misunderstand you mm-hmm. Shit. so you've got to know like the language of your magical being and then you really need to pay attention to semantics you really have to those words every single word cuz they're going to try to fuck you i wish i had 100 bucks and then Bam, and then there's full of deer. Full of deer. Yeah. Trampled and then trampled by deer's dead. Yeah. That's a Crypt Creeper story. Yeah. See? Semantics. Mm. Uh, let's close out with this. Rachel, if you were given a wish, what would you wish for? If I was given a wish, what would I wish for? Yeah. Genie. Genie pops out of the um. witch. Witch pops out of the bathroom. She pops out of the toilet. She says, Rachel. I by the hair of my third wart. Well, see, now I'm overthinking it because you said semantics are so important. Yeah. I'm like, how would I word what I would want to wish for? I mm. wish I could be the perfect, significant relationship partner. I it, wish it's we probably could. Probably going to be a dude. I wish we could <laughs> end capitalism. Fuck. That's altruistic. That's great. Wow. Well, we were talking about, you know, prison systems and cops. And I think that if we just ended capitalism, a lot of those problems would go away. That is amazing. I changed my my wish to world peace. Oh, I like your first answer better. (laughs) 
We all know what my answer would be, so I don't even need to say. To anything. be Martha Stewart's apprentice. Yeah, to win. Actually, to, to if win I win Survivor. To win Survivor. Yeah. Season one hundred thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, doing my handstands on the beach. You're like, who is that old lady? Getting sitting, just sitting in the sun. I would never just sit in the sun. I'm not. I wouldn't be a lazy survivor. Okay. Right. Thanks for listening to me. Yeah, Radio. this has been. We've been all over the map on this one. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, we'll just choose something off that night playlist and t- turn it up, dude. Yeah. Rock it out. Turn, 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 turn it up. Thanks so much for being here, Rachel Pinson, Pancake, telling stories, being cool. Uh, choose whatever you like, and then that it's you have to turn up the volume, pump up the volume, pump.